Hello, friends. Nico here from the Geek Cast Live, and you are proudly listening to the Movie Podcast Network. Hey there, Cartoon Joe here. If you like what we do, head on over to Patreon.com for special extras and crispy num-nums that you can get for just a few dollars a month. That's Patreon.com slash GeekCastLive. Don't forget to subscribe to us on iTunes or YouTube or follow us on SoundCloud. Be sure to comment, like, review, leave cynical comments, or call Nick mean names. He likes when you do that. Like books? Hate to read? Have ears? Like to listen? Well, we have a solution. Audible.com, where there's over like a million or something books that you can listen to with your ears. Go to audible.com slash geekcastlive for a nice kick in the pants. We'll do it live! It's a trap! Welcome to episode 418 of the GeekCast Live podcast. I am your host, GCR, and with me, as always, Rob Bass. Hello, friends. <laughs> and that was Cartoon Joe. Oh. It was. And we are, we are sans the, the necromancer this two, evening. Yeah. Two weeks in a row. Well, it's... I don't, have you guys ever tried to steal the heart of the paladin? <sighs> Can't uh, say that I have. It's every, it's every bit of three weeks. I was say I tried once uh, about a fortnight in. Um, the hair monster barbered me. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a real it's a real Ready Player One. You know, it's a trick. It's a Trixie dungeon. dungeon. Yeah, it is. Anyway. It is truly a Trixie one. I lied. I never made it past the skeleton at the front. <laughs> it's like you you like we just walk up to the cave and there's one skeleton there. We played blackjack for two weeks, and then I had to go home because the. Uh, it's weird because you don't even. It's he's not even a card playing skeleton. See, I actually yeah. sat down and talked like uh, monster and small folk socioeconomics. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, no, it was like a, a like a really enlightening, you know, uh, chat. Yeah, I, he's I, just you, a wise old skeleton. I just yeah, said, you, you "Hey," he that. and he looked at me and said, "Sup," and then I just walked into the cave. <laughs> which was strange <laughs> sup, sup. Said, the, said the skeleton that's a, like, <laughs> a real chill that's either like the best dm ever or just like the like the most phoned in session uh, you're you're uh you you're in, you the, you're in the tree line and you see the entrance to the cave and uh, uh, guarding, or what looks to be guarding the cave, is uh, a skeleton. A nine, ten-foot-tall skeleton. Um, very imposing. It has a rusted uh, sword in his hand. So what, what do you do? Uh, I, I would like to greet it. You, uh, you'd like to, to just to greet it? Yeah, I would like to, you know, walk up and just introduce myself. Hopefully this, this skeleton will not just, you know, wreck my face. Uh, okay, um... Uh, roll for me real quick. Uh, All right. You're uh, just, yeah, do a, just a uh, D20. Like a, like a, like a persuasion check. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that is a 16. 
Okay, uh, so you you walk up to the uh, you come out of the tree line and the skeleton um, stops walking uh, and just stares at you as you as you approach. Um, uh, low there, skeleton. Uh, I am Rob of base. The the, the skeleton uh, looks at you and says, um, "Sup." <laughs> 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 God, that's fucking that fantastic. Awesome. <laughs> uh, Sa, dude. Sa, dude. You here for the uh, do the cave? You, you you here to steal the heart of the paladin? Uh, no, I want to get to. I want to get a better know of this uh, skeleton who seems to be very chill. <laughs> Like yeah, that's cool, dude. Just that's fine. I just we're gonna just my pace a lot. So oh, fuck. I mean, we we can walk and talk. If, if you're down for some tomb of the unknown soldier bullshit, we'll. Uh... Uh, my name my name is Steve, though that is not well known as this is the the tomb of the unknown soldier, and beneath is uh, some like part of some guy. But Obviously. yeah, what's up? I'm Steve. <laughs> yeah, that would be great. He's like. And then he sits down, like he, puts, he puts on like a beanie. Before I died. <laughs> right. <laughs> like like you, hand uh, rolls, like pulls out a pouch, of, like a pouch of tobacco and then like hand mm-hmm. rolls a cigarette. Yeah. And then he says <laughs> like, uh, he, he sits down, he crosses his legs uh, and he says, uh, um, the, the first thing he says to you after he takes a drag of his hand rolled cigarette is, uh, you hacky sack? Uh, it has been a while since I have sacked the hacky. <laughs> That's cool. That's cool. <laughs> do you like? Do you, do, you, do you like loot? <laughs> I, I got a loot here. Do you, <laughs> like, yeah, do you, I, do you I, like loot? <laughs> do you do you like loot? Like, yeah, I dig loot. Like unplugged stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you mind if I play something while we're just you know sitting here talking? Yeah, man, you can jam. You could jam. Uh, That's cool. F- fucking cool. It's cool. Do cool. you want to hit? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I've got something here. It's called Dragon Grass. Have you ever tried? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. Uh, and that's how. Uh, and that's how Steve and Rob of Base became besties. Well, it's, it's it's like Steve the Stoner Skeleton. Right. <laughs> that was early, the first. That was the first step favorite. in the Bard's long journey towards necromancy. Early odds-on favorite for show title, by the way. <laughs> Steve um, the Stoner Skeleton. It would be funny to be a DM who just played like all the NPCs were just real chill. <laughs> like all of them. Come into the clearing and there it is. The seven-headed beast. Hey, man. What's up, you man? Why'd you stab? Why, why'd you stab me? Look, dude, just what do you want? Just don't. I'm just standing here in this clearing. <laughs> I just, Jesus. <laughs> Come like, on, I man. Go, I go for an afternoon stroll every day. This has never been a problem. This, <laughs> like, I, I even, like, have the title indeed to my lens here. I don't this, understand. This neighborhood's going to shit. <laughs> this neighborhood's going to shit, man. <laughs> I like, for some reason, in my head, they're all, like, uh, they're all Tommy Chong. <laughs> hey man! Like, hey man! Fuck, dude! Don't put the sword you away. You know, I heard that there were monsters around here. 
<laughs> like, yeah, you're a seven-headed beast, Tommy Chong. It's like, what? oh, like, oh what? really? What? Seven? That's fucking rad. It's a lot of heads, man. <laughs> I'm going to have to buy more weed. <laughs> this is this is funny. I wonder if you could kickstart a uh, a whole a whole campaign module where everything's just like it'd be called like chill beasts and where to find them. Chill beasts that. and where to find them. <laughs> the American Guide to Music Festivals. I'm saying it's easier God. than that ten thousand dollar bowl of potato salad. <laughs> oh, Rob, fuck. I think when you go to your, I think when you go to Forest, you got to take pictures of all the uh, archetypes of, <laughs> of Chill door. Beast and where I found of them. Chill Beasts. <laughs> yep. Perfect. Well, you, and delving into the forest, of course, is the best place to go monster hunting. So I would think. Yeah, I would think there's no other place you would go. <laughs> uh, that was an unexpected start to the show. How are you guys? Uh Excellent. Oh, better now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, um, we don't have a do review. It was Nick's do review week, but he's not here, so we're not going to do that to him. So we really don't have a pre-show topic, but I would like to talk about hair tonic if you guys would give me the uh, the time of day. By all means. All, all right. I'm, so I got, I, so I'm I got intrigued. my hair's cut today at my barber, who is uh, about a, an hour and 45 minutes away from me. His name's Todd Carpenter. He's the owner-operator of South Shore Shaving Company in Valparaiso, Indiana. And uh, my man gives a good haircut. But he um, uh, he just took on a new product line. Um, and it's, uh, it's like pomades and shampoos, beard foams. But one of the things he has is a, um, a hair tonic, which... I've never used before, but I've I've heard of hair tonic, right? So for for those of us who don't know, mostly myself, what exactly is hair tonic? I want you to imagine like something uh more viscous than water. Okay. But not as but not like But not like a gel or anything like that. Not along those not like lines. a gel and it's not quite baby oil. Okay. Um Okay. And it's got like a manly, like barbershop, astringent smell to it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, something like Cap Gun and Jasmine, you know, something that's actually like a, <laughs> like a, that's a fucking smell there that you could be proud of. And, <laughs> and uh, he just sprays some on his uh, hands and then just kind of rubs it through your hair. And I'm, and this is, this was new. This was a new thing he hadn't been doing before. I'm like, hey, what, what you doing there? He's like, oh, I've applied a hair tonic to your hair. And I'm like, first of all, didn't know it was 1951. <laughs> That's how you know you've got a good barber, though. Sec- oh, absolutely. Secondly, um, loved it. Uh, it had like a, a slight tingle to it. But then what he did, he, he I guess it helps the hair. Um, uh, it gives the hair uh, a sheen. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it also helps Charlie the pomade. Or Charlie. Uh, Emilio, actually. Oh, Estevez. Yeah. <laughs> the, the lesser known Sheen. My Gesundheit. favorite kind of Sheen is an Estevez. <laughs> uh, it, it actually, but it, it helps the pomade uh, do its job. Interesting. Well, all right. So, like back in the day, they would do some hair tonic 
then they would do like the Dapper Dan and it would make the Dapper Dan hold better. Not not fop. We're we're Dapper Dan men, damn it. Exactly. You've seen the movie. <laughs> and uh but then he ended it with like another hair tonic that he does like a like a like a one and like a half a cup of hair tonic to or the rest of the bottle is just water and he hit it through a little spray bottle. I'll tell you. Man, it was a wonderful experience. And then he's added the the uh, the hot towel with the peppermint oil on the face. And then he removes that. And then he puts an ice-cold towel with orange oil on it. And so you get, like, this peppermint orange hot-cold thing. I'll tell you. All right. If, I can. If you've never had, like, a real haircut, you know, where they use, like, a straight razor to clean up your lines and... Um, you know, like a real actual haircut. I, I would, I would firmly recommend it. It is, it is a, a phenomenal thing. If this guy was a guy I was going to around my wedding, the groomsman gift would have been the day of the wedding. We all go get a good shave and a haircut from a guy. That's that's the quality that that that's the experience there. I, I mean, just, a, I, I highly recommend it. A, a good barber makes them like the, the like just it makes the man or woman. Period. Like a good barber can make a world of difference. I will like vehemently stand by that. Did you say wait vehemently? Oh, I thought you said behemothly. Oh, I was oh, also like, that. I would also behemothly stand by it. Like he in just he like a large in a large imposing fashion, just massive. Hmm. Titanically, some would say, without all of the sinking. <laughs> what <laughs> was that an iceberg joke uh, well, I mean yes I watched yes. a super cut of uh, all of Leonardo DiCaprio's movies uh, <laughs> as if it was one trailer about the life of Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> okay it's fucking stupid I don't know why I even told you about it <laughs> <laughs> it's just fucking dumb <sighs> I'm, anyway, that sounds awesome, though. Uh, it, was that, it was that bad. No, I mean it was well done. It was just fucking oh, stupid. Okay. <laughs> I also saw a um, an animated Indiana Jones, like the opening to an Indiana Jones cartoon. That Ooh. was just that. Uh, that was fucking awesome. That wasn't stupid. Interesting. Um, yeah. Was it like, now? Is this like just like a fan project or? It was. A, it was a fan project. Yeah. Um, a guy made an intro to a comic or to a show that has never existed. The Indiana Jones comic, not comic, uh, fuck cartoon, cartoon. Yeah. The animated Indiana Jones. Jesus. It's been a long day. And yeah, it's, I been feel rain, you. it's been rainy and my shoulder hurts, but I got a good haircut. So I'm not complaining too much. All I feel like all I've done is complain though. Probably. Hmm. Uh, <laughs> Um, well, we know, really, you went you went on like a, a semi erotic diatribe on haircuts, <laughs> so semi erotic. Yeah. Um, while we're uh, touching on the whole animation bit, really quick, uh, did you guys happen to catch the trailer for the animated Castlevania? Yes. For Netflix. Yes. I am. I am very stoked. It looks really good. 
It looks like it is going to be a fantastic dark, uh, very, very dark, very gruesome adaptation of it. I'm, Can I'm, I say I'm very pleased it's an anime, not a live action? I would also agree with that. Well, I, I think that also kind of helps with some of the general absurdity that goes into Castlevanian lore because you're dealing with vampires and mummies and all sorts of monsters that go bump in the night. Um, you can really, really go out of your way and not have to spend a ridiculous amount of money on an effects budget by just drawing it and making the whole did, thing did, a, a cartoon. <laughs> did we know it was going to be a cartoon? Yes. Uh, I had okay. no idea. I, I had no I was under the impression we were getting a live action Castlevania this whole time. So when it went to like the trailer series like sweet play it's animated? Yes. Sorry. It, it I I don't know why I've never mentioned that before. Uh it is animated. The Witcher series that's coming out will be live action from what All I right. understand. Gotcha. Uh, but yeah, the 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 Castlevania story is animated. But I think it looks good. The you, arts, the art's strong. Uh, like I said, it's going to be. How do you say a, that word? Anime. No. <laughs> no. 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 The other one. <laughs> and not manga. Strong. No. <laughs> no, but is that how you say the word strong? It, it is now strong. <laughs> strong. <laughs> Who are you, Homestar Runner? <laughs> I'll. I will also. Call it strong from now on, just so you know. Strong <laughs> uh, <Wrong> bad. <laughs> What's the name? What's the Mouse name of the show? Castlevania. That can't be right. That is, so so you would say Castlevania? Did you say Transylvania? Yeah. No, you've never have. What? You're ever. Mm. <laughs> you've mm. never what? Transylvania. Why is it Castlevania and not Castlevania? Right, it would be Ooh, it would, yeah, Castlevania. It would, I like it would that be better. Castlevania, if you're going to Castlevania. Gonna... All right, it's not Castlevania. It's Castlevania. That makes more sense. I like that. Beautiful. We we're it's, all more it's cultured still now. Still not right. <laughs> just because because, just because why? Joe's logic made your word right. Well, I, I, I guess I would. Why would it be that? Comparatively, because the way is there is there is there also only one way to say aluminum? Well, aluminium. Privacy. I'm not going to give you aluminium. Or or privacy. I'm not going to say privacy. Who says privacy? Brits. Mostly. Since when have you ever used the Brits for an argument? <laughs> oh, I, 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 don't, I do not use that. This, uh, okay. this is new ground for you. This is like Brexit, Rob. Brexit, Rob. I don't, I don't know how I feel about that statement at all, actually. Brexit, Rob, who puts a U in the word labor. <laughs> or uh, uh, spells uh, uh, most anything with a Z that has... Or, uh, what do they use? Uh, S's instead of Z's? Is I'm that, sorry. Is that right? Do you guys not say aluminium and privacy? Hold on while I go hit I, the... I, I, I personally do not, but I am under the understanding that there are multiple ways to pronounce a singular word, even though the word is spelled the same way because of dialectual adaptation. Yeah, I'm with you there. That's true. In most places in the U.S., they say taco, but in south, southern Chicago, they say taco. <laughs> I... 
I'm I'm following you, Rob. What I'm getting at is you've never said Castlevania until right now. Until until this show today. Only it's the first time. I'd still argue against that. Oh, I can shit. never be sure. I can. I can't either. I can't either because now he'll it's... he'll find some way to go on record um, <laughs> in the past. Right. Uh, in the... He'll go on record in the past, proving uh, beyond a shadow of a doubt that nope, he said Castlevania before. <laughs> he did it in the privacy of his own I, home. I, I, I did it in <laughs> two thousand and nine. Records it. Right. Well, he used his time traveling barber. <laughs> Which is a great comic book. I would watch that or read that. Well, it's it's far better than our concept for uh, what was it? The Adventures of Streetlight. I love the Adventures of Street Lamp. Street Lamp, that's what it was. The I Adventures of Should I remember Street Lamp? Uh, yeah, I'm ninety sure sure it was something that we came up with while we were like running together whenever we used to do that. Yeah. Uh, it's just, uh, we, the concept is it's it's just a street lamp. It can't do anything. But the entire story takes place in the mind of the inanimate object where it imagines like rescuing the lady whose purse was snatched. Because uh, he sees everything because he's a street light. Mm-hmm. Yes. <clears throat> nice. That, that was like the whole premise. It made me. It still makes me laugh, actually. <laughs> oh. I kind of like the character we came up with this other week. I, actually, we shouldn't talk about him because we don't want to, we don't want the concept to be stolen. Because I can't believe it's nowhere on the internet. So I'm going to leave that under wraps until we decide to release it, Rob. Oh, Doctor McNinja. <laughs> I think somebody beat us to the punch. Somebody there. already beat us to Doctor McNinja, didn't they? Yeah. Dang it. And I and I think the Adventures of Philosoraptor is. Uh, still in the works. Still. Yeah, and Rick and Rick and Morty did Amish Cyborg. Mm-hmm. So and, and, hammer and hammer eye and hammer eye, yep, and reverse giraffe. <laughs> Which what's the best? What is the best character from that show? Oh God, just the okay. So by best you mean like just the like the the random shoe in characters that they the have? random shoe in characters that they have on that episode. Oh, on that episode specifically. Yes. Oh, um. Man, that is a tough one. That is a really hard question. I have, I have my answer. Okay, what is your answer? I'll, I'll, I'll try and come up with something. It's Sleepy Gary. Sleepy Gary is, is phenomenal. Sleepy Gary is fucking hilarious. If only for like that, uh, <laughs> the, the like Italy they're filming, scene. They're filming or, that new Star Wars movie up the coast. <laughs> Do you think we'll see Chewbacca? Chewbacca? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> What are we doing, I'd, Sleepy Gary? I'd like not that in the house, Gary. Gary. Not in the house. <laughs> that episode oh. of Rick and Morty is the one I saved. It's a treasure. I saved that one on my DVR. And when people have came over that uh, maybe haven't seen it, and if we've got a couple drinks in us, I say, you ever seen Rick and Morty? And they say, no. And I say, perfect. <laughs> Let me baptize you by fire. And f- fire. <laughs> You're gonna meet see my my go to episode for that is usually the uh, the interdimensional cable episode. The first that's one. a good one too with Anson, my eyes Johnson. 
I'm Ants in My Eyes Johnson. That would probably, if if it was from any episode, I think Ants in My Eyes Johnson is probably my favorite shoe and uh, character. And um, they're two brothers. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> With my my favorite part about that scene is like, firstly, I I praise Rick and Morty. Like I I don't give them nearly enough praise, and I praise them all the time uh, because most of the uh, lines in that show are improv, which is phenomenal. Well done. Uh, but I love the fact that you could tell by the time that the guy is done talking about the two brother skit, like whenever he like starts laughing, like you, you mm-hmm. know, obviously he's just like been shooting shit out of his ass for a while now. And like, has just gotten to the point where like, he knows that he's just going on with more and more ridiculous stuff and just can't take it and just burst out laughing. It's fucking it's tremendous. It's it's fantastic. <sighs> when do we get season two or episode two of season three? When's that coming? Uh, do we know? I, I, I I've heard know. sometime in June or July, I believe. But then again, I also heard January. So we'll Ugh. get it when we get it. Right. Yeah. I, I, I heard fun. a rumor on Facebook today that June 1st is the answer to that question. But I haven't Which, been able to confirm it with a second source anywhere. Oh, June 1st is pretty close. It's pretty close, which would be, you know, if if it happens, it'd be great. You know, Samurai Jack is done now, so that slot is opened up. Mm -hmm. Um, So, like, there is definitely a potential for it, but I will believe it when we get it. I have been burned by it too many times this year, (laughs) so. One more Mm -hmm. drop of nugget. One more drop of nugget. One more (laughs) nugget of information I'd like to drop. One more (laughs) drop of nugget. Drop, drop the nugget, Rye. Uh, hold on, I gotta make a note. <laughs> one, one more drop a nugget might be what the episode's called. <laughs> Just, there's always that chance. One more drop a nugget. Perfect. Um, All right, drop it. It looks as if uh, there's going to be a uh, a Doctor Who special coming out towards the end of the year, Joe. I have heard. With all four doctors. I haven't heard that. That's tremendous. Yeah, even number nine. So, really? Yep, even Eccleston. Huh, that's amazing. I've heard, I've also heard that we're getting a, um, uh, why can't I remember his name ever? Um, David, what's his name, who plays Filch? Um... Fuck, what is his last name? Walder Frey. Right? Yeah. Yes. David um, Walder Frey, that's the one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, he is allegedly going to be um, playing the first Doctor Ooh, at some point oh, this Dave, season. David Pertwee. I could, I could get behind that. Uh, now I've suddenly forgotten the first Doctor's name because you just David Pertweed me. Is that not it? <laughs> nope. Burgess Meredith. Nope. It's not it. Mm. Burgess Meredith is the first American doctor. Yes. If I remember With correctly. Nicholas Cage is the ninth. Nicholas mm-hmm. Cage is the ninth. Donald Glover is the eleventh. William Hartnell. That's his name. There we are. And uh, Harrison Ford is the war doctor. Which is excellent. Which is yeah, which is a great choice. <laughs> so we do have a guest though. And and this episode's gonna it's... take a, a ninety degree right now when we bring him on. Because we're gonna we're gonna talk hard about the Alien franchise, so we're gonna go from playful slapstick geek cast live banter 
to um, uh, to, gory chest bursting. And and face huggers and xenomorphs. (laughs) Ah, I am. I'm stoked. And face huggers. Exactly. (laughs) You were going to say something, though, Joe, before I cut you off there? Mm, Not that I recall. Oh, sorry. No worries. Next. (laughs) Well. Oh, you know what I was going to say? was speaking of sci-fi. Because we were on Doctor Who already. Yes. And Rick and Morty. Oh, what about it? Just we're oh, tra- trans- weirdly one of those... well transitioned today. <laughs> yeah. I'm just fucking with you. I knew what you were talking about. <laughs> I know. Well, shall we bring our guest on? Yeah. Um, my Skype is saying that uh, uh, he's not a uh, friend of mine. Doesn't him. exist. Hmm. Hmm. I haven't used Skype for so long that I don't even know how to add people to calls anymore. Uh, you just gotta believe just, mostly. I think I just hit the, the plus button. Mm-hmm. Uh, add people to call. Mm-hmm. Uh, go there. Add to call. I think I did it, guys. Okay, you got a got a Carl there. Yeah, that's him. Hey guys, hello, hello, hello. Carl. welcome. How's it going? Going wonderful. Not too... <laughs> Yourself? Uh, good, good. Yeah, I uh, I want to say up front that I've listened to you guys several times, and I just want to prepare you that I am not nearly as quick on my feet as you guys are. So. If I drag things down, please forgive me. <laughs> I'll just drop you off the call. There you yeah. go. Just, just, if yeah, you, if get you rid of me. Anchor, Carl. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just cut you off the call. Cut the dead don't weight. Even, don't, don't even say a word. <laughs> just say fuck that guy. You know. <laughs> uh, for those of you um, who listen to the Movie Podcast Network, you've obviously now recognized the the uh, the tones of Movie Podcast Weekly's Mad Irishman himself. <laughs> Carl Huddleston. He's, yes, uh, and he's here to help us out with some things. <laughs> um, oh, you said something that made me think of something, and I lost it. Anyway, <laughs> see that? See, it's already going south. It's, <laughs> it's a great start. No, it can only go. It can only go up from here. So, Carl, you and I just spent uh, what probably two hours on Monday talking about Alien Covenant. Yes. And uh, um, it would have been four hours, but Jay's got a weak heart. So that's right. He, the length of our shows have gone down substantially since his, uh, since his surgery, uh, which has been great for me. Yeah, um, you get to bed earlier. Oh, boy. There's been some nights where it's four o'clock and I got to text him and say like, hey, bud, if there's any chance you could wrap it up. <laughs> Shut your pie hole. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I know Rob, you've seen uh, Covenant, correct? I have indeed. And, and Joe, have you? No, I have not. Okay, but I also know that you don't care about spoilers, right? Correct. Nope. Uh, you, you don't believe they exist? Nope. Do not. <laughs> okay. God uh, bless you. Yeah, bless you. <laughs> so we're uh, um. I guess we already know. Carl and I already know what we think of the movie, Rob. 
what did you think of, of Alien Covenant, and where do you put it in the uh, in the Alien franchise? In the Alien franchise? Yeah. Um, well, I I think very highly of it. Um, I I think it was very solid. Um, I I think two is probably still amongst one of my favorites, uh, if not my favorite in the franchise. I would say that one is the second, and then Alien Covenant comes in in a very very close third. Um, three we don't speak about, and Prometheus. <laughs> uh, I, I, I liked Prometheus, but after having read, like, the script that could have been, I, I loathe the direction that it went. So I don't, I don't know about that. that what, what's that about? Uh, well, okay, so firstly, the Prometheus wasn't initially called the Prometheus. It was called the Magellan um, because it was uh, um, Wayland's flagship to uh, try and gather technology so he could get, gather some sort of alien technology that he presumed existed because he was a, a fierce believer in this uh, um, creationist theory involving some greater life form, like a tangible tangible life form, being the um, the engineers. All right. And so he was going out there, or sent this crew out there in hopes to find a... Um, in hopes to find some sort of terraforming technology because Earth is getting uh, destroyed by industrialism, this, that, and the other thing. So they're wanting to colonize Mars. So um, after the ship had been renamed the Prometheus, um, you would think that they would stick with that story as the story of Prometheus is one of a man going and stealing a god's fire to bring it back and rise up and elevate himself beyond that of a mere mortal. Or we could just throw all of that in the fucking gutter and just uh, do nothing with that. Um, so I, uh, David's story, for the most part, was uh, very similar to what it was, being this uh, um, uh, incredible creation of man, being Wayland. Um, that was, was Wayland played by Guy Pierce, or did I make that up? Yes. Or I believe that is that right. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so uh, he, he creates this uh, synthetic, and um, as time goes on, David becomes more sentient, more self-aware. And um, they originally go out to the, uh, um, the planet's uh, uh, the origin of the, the, um, the engineers, which was Origi 6. Or Oragai Six, I can't remember. I think it's Oragai Six. Yeah. Um, the the planet that is the one that they go to in the initial Alien movie, and everything just kind of begins to unfold and starts setting it up, uh, setting itself up, and it did carry a similar weight to it with like the uh, um, the, uh, the 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 bio weapon that uh, David begins to start tinkering with and later becomes the Xenomorphs. Uh, fantastic script and then I don't know who the fuck no I know exactly who got a hold of it it was one of the fucking writers from Lost and like fuck him and his noise like I don't know like I completely can back I can I I think so yeah like I I, I can back his play changing the name of the Magellan to the the Prometheus that's like especially with the initial concept for the story that's fantastic and phenomenal but everything else that he rammed his dick into in that story just <laughs> fucking ruined it. Just ruined it. 
Carl, what say you? Yeah, it is too bad that they didn't do that because even in the first movie, which is getting close to 40 years ago, part of the plot is that the company is the one that diverts them to LV-426, you know, on the, on the, on the, uh, I can't think of the word, the delusion of that this is a, 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 a an emergency beacon and someone needs help, but it isn't. It's a warning. And right. it would have been great to have the prequel, you know, be about that. Build up and set up to it. Exactly. Yeah. Um, especially like since you see one of the ships from um, the the engineers, the, the like the, the, the telltale ship that you see in the initial alien that has, you know, all of those uh, face hugger eggs and this, that, and yep. the other thing. You know, the, it just, Prometheus was, I, I enjoyed it, but it just fell so short from what it could have been. And knowing what it could have been now makes me, like, resent it just a little bit more. Um, did you, that did being you, s- did you throw shade towards Lost in that little diatribe? Oh, fuck yeah, I did. <laughs> I, like, fuck, fuck, like, I, fuck. You know how much I love Lost. fuck. Did you ever I, watch Lost yet, Rob? No, I then haven't. And, and at this point mouth. in time, at this point in time, I'm not going to on fucking principle because fuck shut, that guy. Shut your whore mouth. But anyway, back to the point here. Uh, Alien Covenant. I really, really liked what they did with David's story, progressing it for, further. I, I really enjoyed the world that they were on. Um, I, I, I liked the movie for the most part. Uh, it, it had some weak points. Some of the weaker points for me being like uh, some of the like air quotes action sequences, uh, specifically the last one, just felt like it was really weak. Um, was but long. that being said, it, it's Aliens never necessarily been like an action packed movie uh, or, or series rather. Um, comparatively, it's more suspense and just just outright horror, and you're watching people just get get completely decimated against something that is clearly um, extraterrestrial and just uh, uh, predatorially predatorily malicious. Just a pure powerhouse. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, there, there's one one thing on that thing's mind, and that is just feed. <laughs> That's right. Um, and it does a damn good job at it. But that being said. I, I really like the cast of um, Covenant. I thought that it, it, in my opinion, might be some of, um, oh shit, what's his name? Uh, uh, Danny, Danny McBride. Yes, thank you. I think it's some of Danny McBride's better work, period. Yeah. Like, I, like, well done. And Michael Fassbender, like, I, I could give up, like, I could give him a standing ovation for, like, every scene between David and, uh, Walter. God, Walter, thank you. I was going to say Winston, and I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, no, all of those scenes were incredible. Uh, it was, uh, and one thing that I truly appreciate about the film is the fact that it did take so much time to delve into um, philosophy and this kind of bastardization of theology. And like, just it, it asked a lot of questions. And then while it answered a lot of the questions that it like kind of posed to you, it it left you with a ton of philosophical questions yourself, which I think is phenomenal. There hasn't been a movie that's left me like that in, in some time. Um, I really enjoyed it overall. Um, I thought uh, Elizabeth Shaw was great. Um, the, the, Shaw. 
Uh, she was the the main. Um, oh, okay. I had no, no idea. I'm sorry. I, I think. No uh, I'm sorry. I think uh, that was Daniels. Shaw was. Uh, no, Shaw uh, was uh, was um, the doctor from from, from Prometheus. From Prometheus, you yeah. are correct. Yes, yep. I, I was, got those. So you threw me off, man. Uh, my, uh, that was <laughs> my bad entirely. Uh, yeah, no, I thought Daniels was phenomenal. Um, I, I liked the entire crew. Um, I like had to do a double take after the opening scene, and then whenever they proceed to show you some photo later or like video later of James Fla- Franco climbing a mountain. Like they they open it up with James Franco and then they fucking kill him. Like he doesn't even get a line at, before he's dead. And I thought that was, yeah, that was ballsy that was and shocking. incredible. Yeah, like fucking like well played. I think we all on, on MPW anyway. I think we all agreed that that was uh, just enough Franco for one movie. <laughs> <laughs> I I I wouldn't say that necessarily is a rule, but in this instance, <laughs> I think that is See, exactly the amount of Franco. Some, Carl, correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought he was supposed to be um, like a, a bigger role in this movie. Was that a surprise to us? Or, or did we know so that he was... In the trailer, there's a trailer showing a scene that is not in the movie where they're kind of celebrating, hey, isn't this great that we're doing this? And everybody's huggy kissy, and that that scene is not in the film. Huh. And so I don't know. If I wonder if that it. was like them, like a like a uh, in in time frame, them on their way to the solar system. I guess that they're they they currently are in. Whenever they get to uh, the engineer's planet in the beginning of Covenant. Yeah. So maybe pre hypersleep. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Yeah. Uh, well, we kind of touch on that. Did you also happen to see the like um, like five minute short that they did involving David and this time I, I'm not fucking it up. Elizabeth Shaw um, on their way to the engineer's planet. Oh, no, I didn't see that. There was a there uh, there was a fantastic little short video. I, I highly recommend it. it. It greatly helps put some of the pieces together. Um, for the for why David's there, what like what kind of brought him to the mindset that he got to, um, things along those lines. And it, it's very very well done in such a compact piece, but uh, it's it's incredible. I'm like I'm truly in awe of like the the amount of uh, lore that they're building into this. Like they had some good lore, you know, in, in the original two movies, and we were not speak of the other one. Um, but, uh, they, they had some great lore in the first two. Uh, this did a really, really great job at, um, fleshing all of that out and, and adding more into it, um, with a couple well, of speaking plot of holes, that, but. Well, speaking of that, what, Carl, what, what do you think the next movie is? Oh, well, before I get to that, sorry, who was just speaking? Was it Rob? That was me. Yeah. Rob. Rob. So. Before we get there, and I apologize to the person who hasn't seen it, and I've forgotten your name, and I apologize. <laughs> Joe, and um, no worries. <laughs> um, what did you think, Rob? We, we debated this on MPW. The, the scene where the civilization is getting destroyed, mm-hmm. did you view that as David was the, – they show David on the ship, but I got I, I saw it as he is just – envisioning it like this is how i viewed it happening 
or did you think he actually was the one destroying the civilization? See, I I kind of think the the it was the the latter. Um, okay. Mostly because I I really enjoy the um, the god complex that David has kind of created for himself, um, yeah. which is wholly based off of Peter Whelan's god complex because that that man has a fucking ego. But um, <laughs> he also has a giant white room. Uh, uh, j- just to yeah. just to look out of and have a piano in. Yep, and with have the his... world's most uncomfortable chairs. Yeah, you don't <laughs> you don't have a giant white room with uncomfortable chairs. I don't know. I mine's more of an eggshell. So well, I guess I one wouldn't. one thing while we're like on this very very specific point, my uh, my roommate had pointed this out to me, and this is an incredible incredible piece uh, of their uh, filmography, but. Did you notice during that scene, whenever David is pouring the cup of tea for Wayland, um, Michael Fassbender, in one motion, fluidly grabs the teacup, picks it up, uh, the kettle and the cup, and like perfectly pours the tea it directly into the center of the cup, mm-hmm. just like just so. Like it, it, like I wonder how many shots they had to take of him just standing there. Emptying out and pouring up this teacup to get it like. And, and did you to, notice he kept pulling the pot farther away from the cup so that the stream is getting longer and longer? I yeah, yeah. no like that like well done Ridley Scott like it, I know that that's such a nuanced thing and like <laughs> most everybody that sees this movie is not going to notice that or take yeah. that to heart but like it's that level of detail and precision that like really really gets me whenever it comes to any any kind of piece of fiction Um, the other thing too is did you just even notice the way that michael fassbender walked from the piano to the tea oh yeah it was like like, that i remember watching the movie and having and saying to myself like what's going through fassbender's head here because you know is is he because because he has to walk um I don't know why this just popped in my head. You know that song lyric, I, I'm not a girl, not yet a woman? You know what I'm talking about? Uh, that is like the second mm-hmm. time that that's come up today. Well, <laughs> that's very weird. That's really weird. In this context? <laughs> no, but still. Okay, the fact no, that that... You'll say, if that's the second time that came up in this context, then something... There's a glitch in the Matrix. Yeah, there's a glitch in the Matrix. And <laughs> but he had to... Cause he's like, he's, he's, he's human. For all intents and purposes, David is human at that point. Mm-hmm. But he's not. He is a he's a fucking robot. Right. So he has to walk in a way that conveys that. And I was like, I and I don't I have no idea why that small little moment sticks in my head so much. And that in the movie, as like gory and as violent and aggressive as this movie is, why that one little moment stuck out in my mind is beyond me. But it's I because thought it was Fassbender really cool. is a goddamn incredible actor. That's that's why. Because like every scene that he's in, he just like seizes it by the throat. And, Did you guys just... think the the scene with the recorders? Just a hands up, hands down. Was the recorders scene necessary to you? Yes. Not no. so much, but I like I. Him Joe, sitting there and like Joe playing. Who hasn't seen the movie says yes. <laughs> <laughs> Overtly, I kept, waiting, I kept waiting for him to. I thought he was gonna uh, take him out during that. See, I, I kind of thought something along those lines too, actually. Um, 
but uh, overtly, I don't think that they needed the recorder scene, but I really, really like the symbolism behind it. So then, so that's the weird thing. So, so you're sitting there thinking like, okay, this is where, this is where he takes out, uh, this is where he takes the guy out. And then he doesn't, did you say, Carl, did you say like, well, that's weird. Why'd they even do that scene then? Yes. Cause I thought, okay, maybe that's not going to happen, you know? <laughs> right. And, uh, <laughs> See, I think it was I think it was trying to, to to really show the difference between David and the latter generations of the synthetics though. And and why I David agree, I agree is with you. That's, I, I agree with that's what the scene was about. It just seemed right. it seemed like out of place. For I, I will agree with that. It did feel out of place. So what was the question you asked me, Josh? Because I forgot. Josh. <laughs> Ryan. Jeez. Wow, are you hitting a bottle? Nope, oh nope. Gosh. Josh, Josh oh, is what it is tonight. Place, <laughs> <laughs> um, what do you think uh, the the direct sequel to Covenant is going to be about? What's your what's your? Uh, oh, yeah. Guess? So it was um, that. So now he's got these two thousand colonists, and um, so there's from from the. From the lore of the first two movies, there's two ways that you that they can create uh, the eggs that have the face hugger in them. One is to get a human and cocoon them, and then they become somehow that egg. Or you have the queen that can lay the eggs. <laughs> and in the original film, Alien, uh, or no, I'm sorry, in Aliens, when Ridley's telling her company about what's happened, she says. You know, Kane, who went down into the ship, says he saw thousands of eggs down there, and there are 2,000 colonists on Covenant. So I'm wondering if they get to LV-426, uh, and that's where we get our couple of thousand uh, eggs. See, I, I, I definitely think that that is the case there. Now, that being said, I... Uh, I've been kind of theory crafting with my roommate and a handful of people that I uh, spend my time smoking and drinking with. And uh, so this might be a little spoilery for everyone else who has not seen the movie yet. But um, so I've got this theory that um, Walter isn't dead. Um and very plausible yeah very plausible because they didn't show it i i also liked how they unfolded all of that by the way like i was i was very certain that the 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 twist was there but like the like the the will they won't they thing that they did for like the latter but yeah i i i I didn't mind it i liked it well enough but but anyway um so i i believe that walter is still alive and i believe that walter is going to um, try and figure out a way to, air quotes, seek vengeance on David, into air quotes. Um, <laughs> so while David is going there with the, um, the covenant, with all of those people that will inevitably become the, uh, the facehugger eggs on uh, LV-426, um, I think that... David, or I'm sorry, Walter is going to be the one that's going to take all of David's notes 
and begin to start tweaking things and adjusting it how he envisions kind of breaking his programming and beginning to play God much like David did. And I think he's going to take one of the engineer's ship to LV426 and he is going to have created basically the, 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 the foundation for what will become the queen and more of that hive mentality. Instead of, because the one that we got, the ones that we had gotten in Covenant were very, very individualistic. Um, very, they, they, they operated on their own. They, um, they were very solitary creatures for the most part. So I, I, I see the next step being somebody tweaking with that and, and turning it into more of the Hive Collective that we get later on. Yeah. So I, I think Walter is going to be behind that. And I could see... Walter tweaking it, getting a hold of one of the engineer ships that's still on the engineer's home planet, because why wouldn't there be? And he takes that to follow David to their initial uh, uh, um, um, destination, being Oregai 6 or um, um, LV426. Uh, yeah, and that's how things begin to start shaping up there. Wow, that's you've put some thought into it then. I've had a couple of drinks and talked about this a lot. <laughs> oh, I love that we can say fuck on this podcast, and I know it's not going to get bleeped out. Yeah, it's, it's not going anywhere. <laughs> it's not being bleeped out. Uh, you can say worse than that, to be completely honest. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. What did you think of the the Neomorph, by the way, and some of the other adaptations that we've seen thus far of the, um, the, the Xenomorph genealogy, if you will? Was the Neomorph the one that... The Backburster. Oh, oh that thing was freaky, man. That, um, Fucking how fast terrifying. that thing was and just, you know, the way they shot that was, that was like, I was hanging onto my seat at that moment. It, it was haunting. Yeah. What did you think of the one that was that was uh, biped and that uh, David was almost communicating with? I, I want to know more about that. I'm so pissed that that guy, uh, the 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 the, uh, the the XO, the, the who became the captain. I'm so I'm so frustrated that he ended up killing that thing. Like I understand entirely from a story perspective why he would kill that thing on sight. It yeah. makes perfect sense. But man, if I could have gotten like another like two to five minutes of David trying to interact and communicate with that creature, it like that would have really done it for me. Cause I, I, I really, really liked how they, they started going into getting into the mind of them a little bit and, and kind of tangentially on that. I also really enjoyed that they uh, did a handful of point of view shots from the Xenomorphs perspective. Yeah. Uh, that oh, was yeah, that's true. further down the film, yeah. but, but those, I thought those were really well done as well, but can we talk about the the like the faceless man uh like that that like the greatest jump scare in movie history when he goes after the girl who decided to take a bath in the ancient Yeah, that's temple. the one that's the one we were talking about. The oh, okay. One that, that David gets to pause, he doesn't do anything, but then the captain shoots it. Oh, what a fucking creepy thing that was. I mean, that was nightmare <laughs> that was. fuel, man. 
Oh yeah, with, it, with the head just floating there, like, and they occasionally <laughs> cut back to it of just this head floating in the water. Yeah. What What are the things in Harry Potter that were that guard Azkaban? The Dementors. The Dementors. That's what it looked like. Yeah, it did. I that can was totally fucking agree. creep. And it had like no mouth, and then suddenly it had like all the mouth. All yeah. of the mouth. <laughs> it was yes. fucked up, man. It was good stuff, though. I mean, I, I, I really, I really liked it, and I, and I hadn't, I hadn't seen Alien or Aliens in a long time. I don't think I've ever seen Number Three, um, and Prometheus was such a bummer to me um, when I when I watched it that I was, I was never really excited for this movie. Um, three, I'm glad three I was not as bad as Four, though. Four is. Almost unwatchable. You want to you want to know how bad four is? I actually had completely erased it from my memory. <laughs> I actually completely forgot that that even sort of existed until you just brought it up. I know the only reason to watch that one is Michael Wincott, and he gets killed too early in it. So <laughs> does does Alien versus Predator fall into the pantheon? No. Uh, in in terms of like. Is it, is it part story? of the franchise or is it part of the story? Is it part of the... It's actually not. Uh, I believe not, it's based yeah. on a Dark Horse comic, if I remember correctly, um, of the basically that concept. And I, I really... I did like how that one played out. I would like to see like, and maybe like another five to ten years, maybe a, like a reboot, air quotes, of that. And like, don't turn it into a franchise. Don't turn it into a series. Just give me like... An updated new Alien versus Predator, and that would be great. Yeah, because um, the second Alien versus Predator was sucked. garbage. Oh yeah. my god, it was god fucking awful. There was two of them. Uh, it was, yeah. it was the, not worth your time. Don't even, the don't second, even look like, second, don't even Wikipedia it. Yeah, <laughs> the second one was uh, the aliens come to modern. Well, no, that's sort of the first one, but it, yeah, it's it's awful. Yeah. It's it's truly not worth it. Um, but yeah, no the, the the first encounter of the the xenomorphs is I think twenty one oh four or something like that, and AVP is modern times. So it it, it was I mean, more just like fan service based off of a fan project based off of a like comic book that managed to somehow get rights to both properties. I think it was even a video game as well. You, you're uh, probably uh, there was an Alien versus Predator video game actually, and it was yeah. it was terrible. <laughs> but yeah, well, and yeah. and they they do have Wayland in this one, but um, he buys it's a total different timeline because he buys the farm in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so hmm. you guys know uh, a lot about uh, Alien. <laughs> I've I've spent some years watching this. We're, we're geeks. Uh, what can we say? Exactly. Hey, fantastic. Joe, have we convinced you to go see it? Uh, yes. And Are also you... the rest of the franchise. You 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 really should. It is it is a really solid franchise. The art, especially in the earlier ones, whenever H.R. Geiger was really hands on with it, um, is just incredible and haunting and uh, just cram packed with symbolism it's great like, there's actually also i think i've maybe mentioned this to you guys before 
uh, there was a documentary on Netflix. I'm not sure if it's still on there, but there was this documentary about H.R. Geiger and his progression through life as an artist and him doing work for Alien and things along those lines. If you ever get the chance, watch that. One, he was a really weird fucking guy. But two, he was an incredible artist and a really weird fucking guy. <laughs> like, j- just brilliant and haunting. And the, the, the guy, like, really, really had a great understanding of just primordial fear and um, uh, humanism. Those are two things I didn't think you'd say tonight. Primordial fear and humanism? Yeah. Ah, well, lo and behold, I'm full of surprises. <laughs> That's true. God yeah, bless Joe, you. If you haven't seen the first two, they are both masterpieces. I, I can honestly honestly say the only one I've seen is Alien vs. Predator. Oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No, oh, you're you, in for a treat then. Yeah, you really should watch. Watch the first two. Um, if you can stomach it, watch Prometheus. But you should absolutely go out and see, see Covenant. I, I think Prometheus now is... Covenant saved Prometheus for me. I, I would because, agree with that. Because it, to it, truly enjoy Covenant, you have to have at least seen Prometheus. And so it, I mean, it's a, it's made Prometheus a, almost a, I don't want to say a must watch, because I think that denotes that it's really good. But mm. it's, it's a, what am I, it's a, like a, a it's staple like a pre, for it's the foundation of the franchise. It's a prerequisite. Yeah, there, there we go. That's that's better. It's a pre prerequisite for good word for it. Covenant. Also, a word I didn't think I'd say tonight. <laughs> Full of surprises. Look at this with our blossoming vocabulary. All right, Carl. Before we move on to the uh, the Geek Weekly, um, I haven't talked too much about the new Blade Runner. Oh, uh huh. What do you uh, high hopes? Uh, are you guarded against it? Because I know you love. I mean, Rob and Joe. I don't know. Uh, Oh, Carl no, no I'm, I'm all about Blade Runner. Like, yeah. Through and through, uh, cyberpunk future. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited, and I, the trailers have me hopeful, and I just hope, uh, oh, what's his name, the director, Venu, uh, you know, turns on a spotlight, unlike Arrival, you know? <laughs> right. And lights it like Ridley would have, and, uh, and uh, we'll see what happens. I'm... I, it's got promise. I'll say that. I, I'm pretty stoked for it as well. I think. Yeah. The only the only thing that, and I'm sure they will address it and explain it in the movie, but the only thing that has me like in some sort of um, doubt of it is after having seen Blade Runner a handful of times in my career as a young man and adult. Um, and by a handful, I mean I could probably count it on both hands and toes. Um, I'm certain that Deckard is a replicant. Do replicants age? See, I don't think he is, but that's the that's a good question. I, they almost could have answered it if they'd have had Sean Young in it. You know? Right. Because mm-hmm. yeah, she no, but, but she went batshit crazy in the '90s. <laughs> yeah. So, happens to sure. some of us. I'm not that. sure. I'm not sure she's still available. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they wanted to open that can. Yeah. 
It could have been. It could have been her great comeback. You never know. Remember, but. Carl? I'm sure you remember. I don't think the other two. When when she was trying to become Catwoman. Oh yeah. And she like she stalked casting agents and directors dressed as Catwoman, and <laughs> uh, and then the role went to Michelle Pfeiffer. Yep. <laughs> have you guys ever? Lost Go ahead. Shit. No, she just lost her shit. Yep. Have you guys ever seen uh, the movie No Way Out? No, I don't, I don't think, think I so. have. It's with Ke- her, her and Kevin Costner. It's actually really good, and Gene Hackman's in it. It's a spy thriller from 1987. Okay, you and, got my uh, attention. Yeah, you should check it out. He, um, he plays a Navy man who's having an affair with a woman who's also having an affair with a congressman, and uh, a murder happens, and then the spy stuff takes over from there. But uh, there's a scene in the film where her and uh, Costner do it for the first time in a limousine. And there's famous stories of her while they're shooting it going way too far, way farther than she should have in a film. And he was, he was a married man at the time, you know, and like she was even a little bit nuts then. (laughs) Yeah. She's a, she's a tragic Hollywood story. Really? I mean, she's almost like a cautionary tale. She's Margot Kidder, but not quite as yes, you know, hopeless. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh man, that's funny. Yeah, if you guys ever get a chance to, to, I don't. There might even be YouTube of of her trying to get the role of Catwoman. It was. Um, I'm I'm sure that there is. I refuse to believe that there it isn't. Was, <laughs> you refuse to believe that there isn't, which is funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Well, at the uh, Carl, at the end of every show, uh, we we talk about what we've been geeking on. And oh, okay. uh, as as our guest, you can either uh, go first or last. I'll, I'll go last, so I see how the 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 formula is is done. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> so that means that we're gonna go with Rob. What have you been geeking on this week? Um. Well, it's it's mostly been Alien Covenant for me. I, I, I saw it Friday, and it's kind of consumed my weekend and uh, my coming week. Uh, but I also kind of, in, in relation to that, there was a Kickstarter that I backed a while ago, um, probably like last August or something like that, that's called uh, Hyperlanes. And it's a fantastic reskin of uh, D&D's 5th edition, the newer one that I've been playing with a lot. Um, as like a sci-fi, like just setting, you can build your own races and cultures and all sorts of cool stuff like that. So I've really been wanting to find a group of people that haven't seen Alien Covenant yet, get them together, sit them down and basically play Alien Covenant using this system. So I'm like really, really excited. So that's, that's what I've been, uh, Hyperlanes and Alien Covenant. I'm in. Down. Let's make this happen, Joe. What are you doing Monday? Memorial Day, um, we've got nothing going on. Packing. Perfect. You don't need to do that. We'll play games instead. <laughs> Joe, what about you, my man? I uh, Two things this week. One, uh, the series finale of Samurai Jack aired last Saturday. And uh, it was really good. And it it scratched... A lot of itches, but also left me just unsatisfied enough 
that it's sort of, I don't know. It's one of those things where I know it's over for sure, but I hope maybe they'll have a movie at some point in the future that does some stuff. <laughs> so I wouldn't be upset about it now that it's all finished. I, I need to just sit down and binge all of it. Yeah. And it was, it was a tremendous season overall of that show. Um, it, it had a lot of great callbacks to previous seasons and, um, but not in like a, an overly forced way. Mm. So it, right. it was really good. If you're a Samurai Jack fan, it was a tremendous end to the series. Um, the other thing is, uh, this might be my last podcast from Connecticut for a while. Woo. So, uh, uh coming to the end of my internship here and, uh, that's very exciting and also very, uh, Dang, I have to get back to the real world. I was literally getting to say the same thing. I'm I'm so glad that both of us do not consider Connecticut part of the real world. <laughs> I didn't. I thought you were in New, I thought you were in New Hampshire. Oh, I'm sorry. That's right. Frog Hamper. Frog Hamper, New Hampshire. Vermont? Either or. Maybe. New so England Vermont. as a whole. Well, welcome back, Joe. We're glad to I'm I'm glad we got to go out and visit you like we did. <laughs> Me too. Um, it was a good time. I'm, I'm, <laughs> We are the best. Hashtag. <laughs> but yeah, it should be. I, I'm excited. I'm excited to be coming home and I'm. Yeah. So. Well, we'll we'll have some we'll have some malort. I when, when you get in and. That would mean a lot to me. I'll. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that'll, that'll be the. Uh, Just that big uh, bottle of death. That'll be fight. the worst. That'll be the worst. Welcome home ever. <laughs> Tonight's the night I fight my dad. <laughs> Love it. A bottle of Tastes. a gypsy's curse. Right. Beat me yeah. to it. It's literally what I was going to say. <laughs> right, guy. What are you geeking on this week? Well, I had a phenomenal haircut this week. <laughs> and I, I'm kind of I'm kind of over the moon about it. But uh, I've also uh, I, I've added to my my bucket list. Um, uh, there's a uh, men's only barber shop in Rotterdam that I want to go to called uh, Sh- uh, Shoreham. Shoreham Harsniger und Barbier. <laughs> um, Seek Heil. They're the they're the, they're they're the scumbag barbers of Rotterdam. Um, tattooed, mustachioed, bowler hat wearing barbers, and they make. Um, pomades and hair tonics uh, called Ruzel, R-U-E-Z-E-L. And uh, I'm, I'm really, really getting... I, I ordered myself some stuff from Ruzel uh, today, and I'm, I'll, I'll have to let you know when they come in. But I got myself some hair tonic because I'm apparently an 80-year-old man. <laughs> I dig it. But, uh, yeah, Where it's really... It's really. I'm not sure where Rotterdam is. It I sounds like it should be in like London, but I think it might be like Danish. Yeah, I think it might be the Netherlands. They sound like they could be Nederlanders, right? Goodness is gracious, that... are we barbers who work at this shop? That's kind of <laughs> well. That's kind of what I'm getting at. These guys are some real cool cats, and. uh I could. That's why it's on my bucket list. 
I'm planning on going overseas uh, 2018, 2019, and I want to. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna get a haircut by these guys. So nice. Um. Anyway, yeah, that's what I'm geeking on. Kind of Barbary in general, really. Uh. Yeah. Kind of a big fan of getting a haircut. So, Carl, how about you? What are you geeking on? I got three quick things. Uh, one, I've been reading your comic, Ryan. And I'm really thinking that your character should be a janitor. <laughs> Do you? Have you, have, you been, have you been talking to my father? He's been talking to me. Yeah. You fuckers. <laughs> Maybe okay. in his late 60s. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you fuckers. Oh, I couldn't resist. Um, That's funny. So one thing I've been geeking on. Is uh, been fascinated with this movie. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It's on HBO. It's with Robert De Niro called The Wizard of Lies. Uh, I've been wanting to watch that. I've heard about it. It sounds great. The Mm -hmm. Bernie Madoff thing, yeah. And it's fascinating. I'm only an hour into it, but um, it just brings back a lot of memories of that recession that are just, ugh, you know. But what's interesting is in the movie, there's a woman interviewing Madoff when he's in prison. And she's actually not an actress. She's the real author of the book this is based on. And she actually does a good job. Hmm. They had her audition and they thought she did great. So they had her play the part. Um, but yeah, if you ch- get a chance, check it out. Cause it, it looks good. I haven't, like I said, I'm not done, but so far it's, uh, it's pretty fascinating. Uh, De Niro is great as always. And the other thing I've been geeking on is I've been reading as much history about Dunkirk as possible in preparation for the movie, which looks amazing. Um, You guys have all seen the trailer? No, definitely. I've seen the trailer. Yeah, I just, I still can't get over the, I, it's PG-13, and I know that's going to make it available to a wider audience. Yeah. But, uh, man, it's a war movie, isn't it? I know. That's that's tough for me to swallow. I hear you. Yeah, it's... But I, I, Nolan has never disappointed me, so I'm excited. That's true. That's true. Yeah, it's gonna be. I mean, it, it's it'll have its best picture nod. Uh, I'll probably see it either way. So, I, yeah. I, I'm, I'm with you. I would have liked to have seen it get in that, uh, that hard R, but, nah. Uh, I, I, I'm sure that it will be a, trend, a tremendous movie. So. That's all I got. Well, thanks for coming on and uh, and enlightening us hey, about thanks Alien. For having me. And uh, you should come on more. I think. Yes, hey, sir. Let me know. You should have Let you on know. more. It's a, it's a it's a good time, Carl. I because I, I can curse and drink with you guys. I can't with. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> uh, well, you can't. You can with Jay, but then you feel like you've been edited and. Yeah. You know, I feel like I've been cursing in front of Jesus, and that just doesn't work, you know. <laughs> uh, well, it's frowned you know, upon in most cultures. You can curse as long as it's behind the Zion curtain. Yeah. <laughs> While you're having a drink. Right. Exactly. <laughs> well, thanks for coming, man. All right, thanks, thanks guys. We'll, we'll see you. Uh, we'll see you in a couple of days. Yeah. Have a good one. Take it easy. Take care. See ya. This is a good cat. Yeah. Yeah. That was fantastic. Carl fucking, learned a lot. Fucking dad called Carl 
to troll me about the wrench being a janitor. That's that's, dedic- that's dedication, folks. I I truly respect your father for that play, guys. That's dedication. <laughs> he called Carl Huddleston and said, "Tell Ryan that the wrench should be a janitor." There, there, there's <laughs> a lot of shit that I that I blow your dad. But there are some times where he very well <laughs> oh, could be oh, my hero. Oh, if I'm not editing that soundbite out. Yep. I blow your dad. Ah, yes. I blow your dad. Ah, <laughs> uh, well. Yeah, we'll do it live! Oh. We'll do it live! <laughs> but, uh, but then somewhere there's a soundbite of me completely out of like context Nazis. saying I like Nazis. So, hey. <laughs> Uh, if you play with I, fire, you're bound to be I believe it's called mutually assured destruction. I was just saying, maybe I won't. <laughs> if I'm going uh, down, I'm taking all of you bastards with me. Oh, shit. <laughs> Stay well, with the plugs. There's plugs. Yeah, there's music and plugs. Just say, if you look underneath the computer, they'll find a plug. <laughs> Pull it. Do it live! All right. Nico here. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Chap Snatter, and listen to our twats, especially from Rob Bass, as he will keep you up to date on all the latest and greatest going on with the show. Also, follow us on YouTube, iTunes, and RedTube. The five stars. We love you. Hello, this is Sherlock Holmes. If you can't get enough Cartoon Joe, check out him. Check him out on this this freaking show podcast on uh, Saturday mornings at eleven a.m. Get on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash geekcastlive for special content, perks, and that warm, fuzzy feeling that you're doing something awesome and helping out our podcast. We wouldn't be anywhere without you guys, and we look forward to bringing you geeky content for a long time to come.